Welcome to the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society. Welcome to ITSB Magazine. You're listening to a new The Hacker Factory podcast with hacker maker, Philip Wiley. You're about to discover what the role of a professional hacker entails, the different specializations it holds, and what it takes to learn and become one. Enjoy the conversation as Philip and guests unveil the secrets of professional hacking a mysterious, intriguing, and often misunderstood occupation. Knowledge is power, now more than ever. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Hacker Factory Podcast. Today I'm excited to have my friend Asla Sani on. Uh, We've been connected through LinkedIn and eventually Twitter for a while now, but we didn't get to meet in person until Hacker Summer Camp recently, so it was great to finally meet her. Uh, we we're, were RSA at the same time, didn't get to meet up, and this was one of those times that we wanted to make sure that we did get to meet in person, so uh, it was great to meet you, and welcome to the show. Thank you, Philip, and I, I, I remember, like, as you mentioned, like, uh, we have been connected for a while since the time pandemic started and like we were waiting for that time we could meet people and this year I know I missed you at RSA but thank you so much for catching up and meeting me at Black Hat it was a great great uh, gesture and I truly appreciate that. Uh, it was a pleasure I, I wanted to make sure I didn't miss out on seeing you again there was some other people like that too that uh, we didn't did I get to see that missed out on and then uh, our mutual friend Megan, I got to see her at RSA, but didn't get to see you. But finally, finally got to see you, so that was awesome. That's so sweet. That is so sweet. So yeah, it's great to have you on the show, and I really love what you do for the community because at the heart of the show, this is what it's all about: is trying to help others. And you know, I know you're big on that, but uh, you know, why don't we go ahead and, and get started into? Or why don't you tell everyone about yourself, and then. Uh, Maybe we'll we'll talk about your organization because I think that's really important that we make sure to do that before we get down some of the rabbit trail on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. Uh, so it's I know it's about cybersecurity. So I would start with like way back. I'll go a little bit behind in time. So um, let's go back to 2013. And uh, that was the time I completed my bachelor's degree. And at that point, I started off with a couple of roles in IT. And one of them was a testing role. And I was kind of not enjoying it. And I'm, I'm kind of a personality who loves to make instant impact. And I realized like I'm doing something which most of us, like most around me were doing at that point. All of my colleagues were happy with their first job. But I wasn't. I, I really wanted something new, something to play with in the information. And I just didn't know at that point what was that. So I actually left my job and started preparing for masters. I thought like maybe I need to learn more. Maybe I need to find myself and uh, what do I really like in computer science. So I actually prepared for a bad like for a master's degree in computer science, uh, prepared for entrance exams, cleared some of them. And when I was in my admissions phase, I went to my university, which was Indira Gandhi Delhi Technical University for Women way back in India, uh, New Delhi. And there I found this one course on information security management. And I was there for computer science. So this is here. My admission counseling is going on. And then I found another course where people are like they were women because it was a women focused uh, university so there were women who were enrolling for this course and I asked someone like what is it and they mentioned like this is information security management 
And I, I was like, I'm curious. I want to go and check it out. What is this? And in the syllabus, there was forensics. There was ethical hacking. There was network security, cloud security, AppSec, big data. And one of the important things which intrigued that interest in me, like which intrigued actually the interest was forensics and hacking. Like I grew up watching those mystery series. I grew up watching uh, kind of those investigation series, murder mysteries, where you found out like who's actually the murderer. So that actually kept me guessing like, should I want to do this? And I instantly took the decision like I want to do this. I don't want to end up like I really wanted to learn more in in like in terms of computer science, but that course has had to offer more. It had to offer things like it would like I I learned about algorithms. I learned about database. At the same time, I was able to learn about security, and I was like, this is something I want to do. This sounds different. I am not seeing anyone doing this kind of a role around me. So I completed a two years master's degree, which was followed up by a certified in ethical hacking certification, and then finally took my first role as identity and access management consultant in data consultancy services. Oh, very cool. Thanks for thanks for sharing your background. So uh, as I kind of mentioned, you know, to, to our listeners that you have a nonprofit foundation that you're helping others. Could you share about that? Absolutely. So as I was sharing, I got into cyber after my master's degree and there the, there the actual journey began. And the journey was I started exploring. Cyber was so vast. There was so much information. Even during my master's program, I identified, I found an OWASP group in New Delhi. I started visiting their chapter meetups and the questions grew, my interest grew in like gaining more knowledge. So for example, I started off with identity and access management. I wanted to know about other modalities and other domains in cybersecurity. I was curious like how pen testing is done, how, how other areas are implementing, not just theoretically, but practically. So as I became part of communities and there have been some great women communities in the past few decades, I realized like as a woman who's already in cyber, what's my role in community? how how I can contribute and how I can benefit because it's give and take. And during that time, I, I realized that there was this lingering question in my mind. We often talk about getting women in STEM. We often talk about getting women in cybersecurity. But what about the existing women workforce in cybersecurity? How we can help them achieve better, especially when I wanted to switch from identity access management to different domain in cyber, like I was interested to move into threat hunting. It was tough. It was not an easy move. And at the same time, how to move up in the leadership ladder. We have seen tremendous amount of growth in terms of number of women in management position or in C-suites position, but that growth is actually very minor. We are still very underrepresented. And these two questions, uh, they kept coming back to me. And I wanted to start something for women of the industry where all of us can be together. We can start talking about how to make switch within cybersecurity. So how can you make that lateral movement? How you can, like, when somebody took that, their first manager role in cyber, how did that happen? That story made me more curious. Like, how should I plan my journey? How should other women along with me, how we can plan if somebody's stuck because a woman goes through different stages of their life? So do everyone. But especially in case of women, there is family, there are children who become priority, but at the same time, we are ambitious. So how to go about it, how to keep on help, help each other. And for example, 
if somebody wants to prepare for certification and they have their newborn child they're not getting time they are they are losing their motivation so how how we can keep up with that they like i came from india to the us 4 years ago i was an immigrant i was alone i i wanted to like uh, there have been friends that have grown up in the last 4 years but at the same time when you are new to a country how to build your career how to get your first job and that's when i started with breaking barriers women in cybersecurity lean in circle initially i thought we'll start with a few women but surprisingly um in my very first year we grew 100 plus and today we are like close to 250 women in the community and i eventually ended up uh, registering it as a non-profit because our initiative started to accelerate we found more women joining us we found more ideas from them like what kind of uh, programs within our community we can run so that we can help more women help them in switching jobs help them for example there are a lot of women who are who have their bachelor's degree they are in cyber but they want to pursue masters how to do that there are women in the community who are from india who are from different parts of the world but who want to visit us so what's how to, how to come to the us how to apply for conference how how to know that visa requirement how to know that travel plans that they can come here and especially when there might be students they might be women who are in the very beginning of their career and they need that financial support as well so that's 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 something which which brought the idea of building uh, bbwick foundation and it's been too close to 2 years Yeah, I was just kind of noticing that that January make your 2-year anniversary. So that so that's good. That's great to hear what you're doing and and one of the things too that we that that we have to keep in mind because some people will say, "Well, aren't there other women's organizations?" But it's just like this podcast. Everyone's story resonates different with people. So some other organization just may not resonate with someone. They may not get it or maybe their approach is different. So it's good that we have different approaches. And I really like the fact that you were talking about, you know, you're helping other people that are wanting to to uh you know, move to the US. So having someone to help with that cuz I really maybe some organizations do that, but I haven't heard anyone else that's, you know, kind of showing people the way and giving them guidance on what it takes to to come to the US. So that's that's great that you have that out there. And you know with the big gap in the industry of cybersecurity and even IT there's such a shortage that they need more people here and so that's good that there's a place where people can go to to learn about that. And I was noticing recently that I believe you have like a uh, workshop coming up online soon about resumes and, and interviewing and stuff. That's great. So you're different you're you're different interactions with your members. Do you have in-person meetings or these virtual or how does that work? So currently it's virtual because we are still very fresh and we are figuring out for example in terms of like I'm personally not supporter of chapter based uh, like part of communities like I know communities who have chapters who are who are doing wonderfully well but um I started with the idea of quality so in in future we might bring some point of contacts from different countries we, we might have some in person meetups because now the world is opening up so we'll we'll like we might vouch for that but as of now all the meetups are virtual and we do them at a very golden hour which is 11 am et which works nearly for everyone around the world most of them i would say like there is a problem with australia and new zealand i know i'm trying to figure out that so that we can include more women from australia and new zealand as well but 11 am et uh, mostly works for nearly everyone in asia europe and north america like basically all american north america and south america both 
growth so that we can have maximum amount of members joining us and we can have some live sessions live q and a's sometimes the people that we are bringing they are in different parts of the world so that's when we uh, focus on virtual and second thing is um kind of bringing uh, dni like we often talk about dni uh, but here uh, the one of the focuses also is to advocate for diversity and inclusion so through the community we have also given exposure to a lot of women in different parts of the world so for example we have women from nigeria we have women from south america from india and uh, from us from canada so all of us they are interacting together they are pairing up for mentoring they are pairing up for initiatives so kind of giving that exposure uh, through our virtual session became very prominent and when we started it was covid so eventually we'll we'll move up to some in, in like in person uh i won't say meetups but some kind of in person events that we can do in different parts of the world uh through our point of contacts or pocs that we are trying to build right now so as soon as like as we bring that we'll definitely do some in person as well but yes as of now we are virtual and this session which uh, philip just mentioned it's on resumes and salary negotiation so it's it's going to be hosted by one of our board member margo who's field and uh, it's open for members and non members as well so tickets might be still open on eventbrite and the link is on our page on linkedin page which is bbwic foundation so you can found the post and you can still apply for the tickets for the last few seats which are left for the event and the event is yes tomorrow oh very good yeah this that that's great to hear and th there's a lot to be said about you know virtual events because at least that way it's available to more people worldwide and that's one of the things that I liked about when, you know, periodically when I'd stream or, or do some kind of live events, it's nice to be able to offer it, you know, globally instead of just one area. Cause you think of this resource, if you're just in one city doing these meetups, there's just so much that others are meeting out on missing out on that they could benefit from when you share it by streaming it or, or using zoom or zoom or other platforms like that. Absolutely. I, I completely agree. Yes. So do you have any, so uh, since January is the, the big two-year anniversary, are there any uh, plans for, for, for next year? Yes, yes, absolutely. So we are plan on like building some like some kind of initiative. So there are going to be initiatives which would be based on upscaling and upskilling. So we are going to have like uh, we have still not announced, but there are a couple of collaborations in terms of leadership development and in terms of upscaling. So we are going to bring opportunities where members who are going to join us like become officially members of BBWIC Foundation, they might get some discounts on certifications. Uh, we are also going to bring some um, some kind of virtual trainings where people can upskill themselves in different areas of cyber. That's what I said, like when you want to make a lateral switch. So we are kind of bringing those initiatives. We call them as subject matter expert program. And as I said, leadership development becomes very important. So we are going to collaborate with organizations and kind of give sessions to our member, which is focused on imposter syndrome, leadership, sustainability, et cetera. So that's, that's going to be focus of our uh, next year absolutely that's great sounds like you're planning for a good year uh you know part of the the reason people tune in to this the show is to to learn how to get into the industry so uh you kind of shared your background so what is what's some of your advice for those that are wanting to get into cybersecurity or or any area of technology what would you recommend Absolutely. So uh, there are a couple of things like people like which people can do, which depends on their background. So, for example, if somebody is already in IT, 
they they have that IT knowledge. They they have worked on different projects, but not specifically tagged cybersecurity projects. So they can go for directly to certifications because for them understanding uh see the basic foundations which i personally feel for getting into cyber is your systems networks and compliance like these are the basic foundations and you go up from there so the other areas are more advanced but these are your basics so if you're already in it you can go for some starting certifications for example i i took the pilot exam for uh, like ISE square a couple of months ago uh, it's now called certified in cybersecurity so it's a pretty good exam it really expands knowledge in eight domains of cyber security like it happens in cssp but uh in in terms of level and difficulty it's it's easy comparatively very easy so one can opt for that or security plus or certified ethical hacker these are a couple of three four certifications like someone can start with if they're already in it if someone is not in it they want to make a move now it depends where you are so for example if you are in a country like india i would recommend go for a degree if you go for a boot camp or a small course it it might be difficult for you to still get into that market because there are a lot of people who are already doing degrees and i know like because i come from india i know how many people they enroll for master programs so their masters degrees preferred more but let's say he, you are here in the us or canada here boot camps can also be a great approach so you can enroll for a boot camp so i was part of flatiron school i i just left but i had great two years with flatiron school so their great boot camp program is very very immersive you can sign up for a four months like it depends it's very flexible you can complete your program in four months six months or in an year so flexibility is there so you can opt for boot camps different types of boot camps are in the market boot camps can give you that very starter knowledge and not just knowledge some practical approach as well because there are labs there are assignments there are there are certain types of collaborations which bootcamp do with companies like uh, universities also do so for real like real time experiences you can enroll for bootcamps as well if you are already into cybersecurity and you want to switch domain in that sense like from my journey so i moved from iam to sim and threat hunting and now i'm into cloud security so how that happened was uh, certifications really help that that's for sure it's it's like your experience and the certifications they vouch for you so for example if somebody is has been an uh, has been a consultant for a while and they do couple of cloud certifications they are in application security so certifications really help you in your interview at that point you can vouch for it that i did something and here is a validation so certification is kind of a validation that you know something and if they are industry recognized certifications they are really good because companies they really recognize it if you already have an experience so they give you a chance to interview talk about the role talk about the certification and uh, many times uh, when you volunteer for communities So let's say you are in AppSec, you want to move to cloud. You did a cloud certification, but you volunteered for a couple of courses in communities. You can also show that. So here, self branding helps. Like what sessions you gave in conferences, what sessions you gave as a volunteer instructor or as a volunteer in communities. It really adds up to um, kind of your potential to that role. So if you're already in cyber. again certifications are going to help you when you are literally moving if you are not then it really depends on where you are so wherever you are in your country what is more important is degree more important then you might have to go for a distance program or in person program if boot camp works then both go for boot camp if you are already in it then certifications uh, solely will help you get the job but you do have to do your bit of understanding things and and i think that's where communities comes into picture community gives you that network gives you that space 
to express and share and gives you that self brand through which which anybody can leverage coming from IT or non IT yeah yeah i like that you mentioned community because one of the things I always shared with my students when i was teaching and then people i still mentor today is how much how helpful it is to to network and when you're getting involved with the different communities it sure helps you know your efforts trying to find jobs absolutely because you'll get to know something that you didn't know and you get to partner with people you never know so for example you can collaborate as speaker in conferences and you get to know that person more. so it it really helps you build that personal relationship in, in terms of when you apply for jobs and it's very important when you are coming from a non IT background or you might not have a degree but you have a certification and great knowledge at that point it it becomes highly important and when you are even studying and you're looking for jobs like graduates looking for job then also community becomes very important you never know who's who's working for these big tech companies and might know you might have seen you in the community and might refer you so very very important and to yeah. build that up is very important and that if you can get someone to refer you to the company that you know cuz trying to go through the hr firewall can be difficult because you know you apply online and you go through that process and you hope that your resume triggers something in the algorithms that you get selected where you get interviewed and that's that can be difficult some people think it's just difficult for new people i had an example where uh i used to work for us bank as a pen tester and so prior to going to work there i had submitted my application online to Bank of America and it took a year to get someone to contact me from Bank of America on an open role they had and they had open positions when I applied but just going through their HR system and how you know their system works and getting selected whereas at US Bank I met someone at an OWASP meeting he said that they were hiring I gave him my resume he submitted my resume to the hiring manager and I got an interview and I got into the company so some people think it's just the beginners that have a hard time getting in through the HR system but really it's pretty much anyone it's anyone and i think one of the important things is it's not just like many times i've seen people join community and they they might have their own expectations when they join communities but i would say one thing if communities are here to give you also have to devote your time so you have to build that relationship it's 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 not like uh, you are in a community you just saw somebody or working on a some profile and just you reached out to them and said like hey can you refer me this might sound very new and like odd to them as well because they don't know you so building those relationships those trust in communities very very important because that that's something which is which is really going to be helpful for you and not just as you mentioned not just for beginner roles but for myself as well it has worked in the past and for many others it has worked that's why we have this strong community where we can identify talents easily and refer them so it's 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 like that so it's very very important Yeah, and one one of the things I'm just kind of curious about because here here lately I've had a lot of guests on that you know have that uh, you know do some kind of content creation and those things. So the the topic of branding comes up a lot, and I think it's very more probably more useful now for people in in the industry or trying to get in the industry, uh, you know, to have a good brand and you know getting their name out there. So what are some recommendations you'd have for people to help with their their personal brand that would help them uh professionally? I think in the, in terms of branding one of the things is when you are on LinkedIn just be an observer. 
like for example you really uh, follow someone you are inspired and inspired by them that's a very different thing but when it comes to you be an observer and observer in terms of okay what's happening outside in the market and what are your innate capability what are your strengths identify your strengths many times you you won't like to do videos for example you might not want to start a channel of yours because it's your personality and you don't have to force yourself because rest everybody else or people you follow or people you see just like that they are doing it you might can start with a podcast if you don't want to go on a public platform like you don't want to show public like video basically so you can go with podcast you can go with like if you are comfortable with videos you can start with a channel you can start sharing knowledge or you can go with in a podcast manner other than that you can start with blogs you can write if you're shy if you're introvert if it's okay Pe- people are great bloggers there are some of the great bloggers who like whose posts we really really follow and and they really write great recommendations um like links i i remember like i i um, i remember gabriel she she often write great posts on resources so they're very very important and and trust me it takes time to get those resources search on internet put it into words and then proper properly edit them and post it for everyone so it's a tough job so if you want to create a self brand if you're interested in coding so you can create some github repositories put your github id on on social media so that people can quickly access and and there are platforms right like there are applications where you can so show all your socials so you can add them so if you are a coder you can create github repository collaborate uh write if you want uh be a podcaster if you if you like to talk and share knowledge but not in a video uh, manner or you can go for a channel then one of the important participation is being a volunteer be a you can become a volunteer becoming a volunteer in a community is not very tough i remember one of the few words from megan which she shared she she actually volunteered for black hat and many other conferences and she has shared as part of her journey it has really helped if you become a volunteer um it it gives you great exposure on how the conferences are being implemented how you can participate get to meet people network so become a volunteer if you can it it's really going to help you and volunteer experiences happen for in person conference as well virtual as well sometimes there are events where like two day events where people are looking for volunteers uh, if you want to become a volunteer for community itself so be that all of these things they are really going to help you build that brand internally or externally on social media so yeah you can you can start with anything you like and you feel comfortable with that uh, that's some great advice and i think too too often nowadays people uh don't appreciate or really realize the power of writing because you know you know you're writing blogs and that sort of thing uh it's also showing employers that you have writing skills is displaying your writing skills and the soft skills uh is something that's very important you know you're be able to communicate being able to write uh and you know the blogs are, are a good thing just like you said if someone's shy you may podcasting or video may be tough for you but you can write or sharing those github repositories people they come up with tools and stuff get very well known and and i really like that you mentioned the volunteering i've had students before in the past that that uh volunteered our local b-sides conference and no one really knew them in the community but a lot of times if you're involved with volunteering for an event from start to finish there's meetings to get together to discuss the logistics of the conference uh there's also meetings maybe to put together swag bags and badges and things 
And then the day of the day of the conference, people see that you're willing to give to the community and help and people really appreciate that. So they see that. And that's really, really great, great asset to, to have is to volunteer people to see that you're willing to help others. Absolutely. And, and they remember you. They remember you forever. Like anytime you meet them again, it's, it's going to be like very warm. So it's kind of networking plus giving back to the community and getting exposed to so many resources that you have never thought of. So it's going to be a very exuberating experience for someone like who, who wants to um, start and actually exhibit what's going on. So that's, that's, that's really something I felt very, is very, very important and can be a great, great experience or a life-changing experience for someone. Yes, definitely. It's it's amazing what it can do. Uh, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule. I know you started a new job. Congrats again on that. Uh, is there anything that you'd like to share before we end this episode? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so if, if you are looking to join community, like if you want to get into cyber and if you're a woman and um, if you are women already working in the industry, so PPVIC uh, Foundation uh, can be, can become uh, your support and we are happy to have you. So our website is pbwick.com. So it's pbwic.com and you can register from there and our membership is completely free. And yes, if you want to reach out to me, so I am on LinkedIn by the name of Asda Sahani. So it's A-A-S-D-H-A-S-A-H-N-I. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn as well. And I'm happy to connect. If you have any questions, I can uh, really help you with that as well. And in, in the show notes, we'll be sharing Asda's uh, social media as well as resources to her nonprofit organization. So you have those access access readily available and uh, really great organization to look into so thanks thanks again for joining and and sharing your wisdom and advice thank you so much it's always my pleasure thank you for having me thanks everyone for joining and we'll see you on the next episode we hope you enjoyed this episode of the hacker factory podcast with philip wiley if you learned something new and this podcast made you think, then share ITSPMagazine.com with your friends, family, and colleagues. If you represent a company and wish to associate your brand with our conversations, sponsor one or more of our podcast channels. We hope you will come back for more stories and follow us on our journey. You can always find us at the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society.